Mosaic family, what's going on? What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Mosaic Midweek Podcast series on the Bible and the stories of those in our community who have grown up with it and have had changing ideas and have heard God speak to them today. We might have different thoughts and opinions and questions, but the hope is we can come together and communally ask and discern what God might be speaking to us and that we're hearing from God um, sensitively and lovingly. I hope y'all enjoy. What's good? What's good, Mosaic family? Here we are with another episode of the Mosaic Midweek Podcast where we're hearing the stories of our church members and their relationships to the Bible and where they are at now. Our guest today is the nurse of the century, Post Malone's greatest fan at <laughs> <laughs> the church. I'm a put I see on blast here. If you want me to edit this out, I can. But she she uh, she made me privy to the knowledge that um. She wasn't at church a couple weeks ago. Why? I was at a Post Malone concert. Yes, yes. Out here just indulging the secular music of the secular age. I can't believe it wasn't like a worship conference or just a place where you could lift your hands to the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and you just out here sinning. Just sinning. I'm a sinner. I'm broken. <laughs> No, I hope that was a fun time. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Izzy, I uh, got to tell the church, we had a fun time this last Sunday at uh, Sarah's balloon launch, hot balloon air. Yeah, <laughs> air it was balloon. amazing. So I feel like I haven't been able to hang out with you too much this past year or so, but I know the couple of times I have, I have appreciated it. So I'm thankful that you're coming on and sharing a little bit of your story with us today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, do you mind unpacking uh, for us a little bit about your history with the Bible, what it was like growing up? Yeah. yeah. Um, as I was kind of thinking about it, um, I probably came up with, like, my word for, like, my, like, kind of childhood. Not necessarily childhood, but, like, younger Christian self, more like high school and such. Um, and, like, early college. It probably was felt more like a textbook to me mm. of, like, this is a great resource for you. This is like a lot of facts, a lot of like history. Yeah. Um, and with that comes the like dryness of mm -hmm. a textbook. Mm -hmm. And so that's, and like, um, the like almost like it felt probably it pro like thinking about it, it felt less personal at the time. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's just like, Kind of where I was, it's like, oh, it's like a great resource and a lot of history, but this like, I did not like, it felt dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has the Bible always been a part of your life? Like, is, is it your family that's religious? Were you always in church? Like, Yeah, so I, um, my parent, I grew up in the church, um, so pretty young, um, and like when I went to, we started like Methodist and, um, I'm like, I mean, I remember and like when I was in elementary school, like my mom was one of the like leaders. And so like she'd have me learn the Bible verses first. Yeah. And so I like 
learn those and like try to do like things um and like then um I ended up being at fellowship Middlebrook for like my middle school and high school and so um I mean I feel like they're like it I was always like in church um and such like that so yeah does that answer your question sorry huh yeah yeah 100 percent. no like um I for sure feel that a familiarity with the Bible as good as it is for sure contributes to some of the depersonalizing Mm -hmm. features it has for people like us Mm -hmm. who have been around it all the time. Um, When you first started engaging it on your own, did it feel like a kind of code you had to crack or do you feel like you went into it like, oh, I really want to know God here and just kind of, and what were you met with? Was it confusion? Was it understanding yeah what what has that process kind of what was that like yeah um i think like over time it's almost been kind of like it feels more personal and that's Mm -hmm. like helped a lot and so like as i've like um like read more into it on my own i feel more like the invitation and like the relationship there mm-hmm. and more of like this is like invita- like inviting me to like know more of the character of god and jesus and these things are like and then like even like i um a couple months ago was going through like genesis just like chapter by chapter yeah. and it felt like it was it was great honestly because it just felt so ex- like um it felt real and like more personal and like just seeing like the beauty of like themes of genesis where like you look at you like how it's like strung through the right, bible and right. such and such like that yeah no it do you feel like you had people in your life that kind of helped you get to that point where there was some of that excitement of the bible so for me for instance like when i was in high school that was kind of around the time when i started enjoying reading mm-hmm. the bible because i had a lot of people that came into my life and helped me out. I was talking to a friend a couple of days ago and it's like, we need so much help from scholars, from pastors, or even literary critics to give us some type of idea of what the Bible is talking about, because sometimes I'll read it and I'll understand the words, but I, it's really hard for me to grasp the meaning sometimes. It's like, how am I supposed to live in such a way that matches uh, a culture that sacrifices pigeons to God if they're poor or or maybe lambs if they have a little bit more means. And I just had people at church say, hey, Zeru, let me walk through the Bible with you to give you a little bit of, yes, the seminary training I have, but these years of experience Mm -hmm. of walking in relationship and fellowship with the Lord that has made the Bible much more appealing and interesting to me. And more accessible. So did you kind of come to this place where a couple months ago you're going through Genesis chapter by chapter and excited on your own? Or was it like, no, I've had a community of people kind of help me enjoy the Bible? Um, I think a little mix of both. Um, like I definitely feel like I more like in the last year have enjoyed reading the Bible more. Um, but I definitely think like through college, um, I had people, especially because like I went to a Christian college, and so at first it did really feel like a textbook because I had like Bible classes. Yeah. Um, but I think like people after that, it was like almost um, taking a step back from that and being like, no, this is something like we should enjoy reading and encourage me like in that and such. Yeah. And then 
um, I just think, like, in the last, like, year or so, um, like, some of my friends, like, uh, I've seen almost their enjoyment in, like, reading mm-hmm. in the Bible and, like, learning, like, just almost, like, the joy of that, like, interaction. And so yeah. seeing that from them, it's like, I, like, want that. Right. And so it's like, um, I mean, I know, like, every time you read it, you don't necessarily feel that way, but it's, like, almost like the... Um, excitement of like entering in and like learning more of God's presence and yeah just yeah. Like, that joy that you see from people it's like well I like then yeah like I want to do this mm. you know what I mean and then it's like once you like I feel like I've gotten some more experience at recent like um in the last couple of years more than and so it's just like yeah yeah so it, it sounds to me like they're that secondhand I <laughs> It's kind of like when you're in a a car full of smokers mm-hmm. and you get that secondhand smoke on you, even though you're not actively participating in doing it, you kind of smell like it. You were around people who were really actively pursuing the heart of God via scriptural study and engagement. And since you were around that so much, you kind of got the secondhand excitement of that that mm-hmm. launched you on the journey. I I resonate with that actually a lot. There, there for sure is a mixture in my own story because when I haven't had those times of people like walking alongside me, I've had to think what's kept me in it, you know, when they haven't been there. And yeah, it, it's 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 fascinating to explore. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like there are ideas you have about the Bible now that are different from when you started? Yeah. Um, one thing that I kind of thought about while you, um, when you sent me the questions was, um, I think like kind of the question of like, what does the Bible mean to me and yeah. such? Um, and so one thing is like, I had someone in like, when I was in high school or such, um, tell me that the bible is like a love letter okay um and i kind of like at that point was like that's really sweet yeah but like i don't know did it almost sound too sentimental to you yeah and like i'm a pretty sentimental person so it's like that sounds too i don't know if like hopeful is the word but it's Mm. like i don't it's like maybe i was like okay but I'm a high schooler, like a love letter to me means like, yeah. love you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> peace, you know what I mean? Um, so, um, but I was kind of, I've been like thinking about that like more recently and I feel like it's like the Bible is like the greatest love letter ever mm. um, because it just continues to, um, like it sh- it's very honest, but I also feel like it's so evident the um, pursuit and the want for a relationship with us yeah. and I... It goes obviously all the way back to the beginning, and even there, you see the whole thing. Like you can see themes um, from Genesis and like right. Jesus' life, and um, I think that, and like almost thinking more into that, I think it shows like um, just really taking into the, the more personal aspect of yes. the Bible. Yes. Yes. Um, which like I think is been great for me um, of yeah. being like, okay, this is like connecting me and um reeling me in of um and it helps me personally to like remind myself things like that because I um of just like being like knowing like stepping into the word of being like I'm gonna like read about God's love for us it may look like hard sometimes but like overall like it's still good Mm. 
I think that is so good because I can remember the times I was most depleted and disinterested in approaching the Bible is when I detach it mm -hmm. from God's love for yeah. us that's communicated to it because you can get so caught up in these, yes, these theological doctrines, these arguments, these um, linguistic disagreements that you can sometimes forget. Wait, 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 wait. The, the story, the, the main <laughs> thread that's running through the story is God's heart is always moved towards his people. Mm -hmm. God is always inching towards his creation, not away from it, although his creation has given him many reasons to separate, mm -hmm. right? We see that in Genesis 6 when it's like, oh, God saw humanity was corrupt and evil that he regretted making them right but what does he do at the end of the story it's not like he gives up he makes a covenant with noah and then all right you got abraham in the ur of the chaldeans just paganing away you know just <laughs> just doing whatever pagans do and to post Malone. yes <laughs> Oh, man, I'm trying to picture Father Abraham with Dr. <laughs> Dre beats in his ears just bumping. <laughs> and, yeah, with, with Abraham where he, he, he just calls him and he says, go, leave your town. And uh, it's, there's this covenantal love that is unbreakable between God and his people that does make the, the storyline of the scripture, the gospels, Jesus' entrance onto the human scene, his... Uh, yeah, his taking on the fingers, the kneecaps, the toes we got. Don't ask me why I chose those specific body parts. They're not. It's great. Those are very important. preferential to me. Yes. Um, yeah. When I when I forget that, it can sometimes make my Bible reading a very unfortunate and yeah, just really disappointing time. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you are considerably more focused on the love that is present there it resituates you and helps you look at the story in a different light mm -hmm. was that was that hard for you to come to or do you think being the loving person that you are that is like oh no i like this better anyway um i think overall i think it was like rather like easier transition okay. to an extent of being like okay, yeah, like, this makes sense, and um, I do think, like, sometimes when it's, like, reading, like, harder passages, mm -hmm. I do, like, almost have to, like, write, like, I've, you know, um, like, reading some of Paul's writings on women, <laughs> um, for yeah. a small example, yeah. I have to stop myself, and, like, also, I mean, obviously understand the Bible, um, I mean, I believe it's God's word, but it's written by yeah, yeah, yeah. like imperfect people. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is the great story of God. But anyway, but um, I have to like just remind myself like God, like Jesus, like loves me, and like these words aren't meant to like harm me <laughs> physically, you know, and like take a step back. And so it's kind of like nice because it's almost like this like line where I can kind of like return to of mm -hmm. being like okay, I just, like, read this, but, like, I um, understand, like, the th like, the major theme of this yeah. and, like, kind of going back to that. 
That's really powerful and a difficult place to get to because I know myself and many friends when we see these troubling texts, it seems like you're giving the Bible too many excuses Mm -hmm. when you're just like, well, this is there, but I know this is true, which overpowers (laughs) whether it's my belief or not. And something that's really important that Wes, Pastor Wes will be talking about in these next two services is kind of like the skeletons in God's closet, the problematic passages like genocide, Mm -hmm. judgment, hell. And how do we prepare for those things? Because when we read them, we do have to wrestle. Because if we don't wrestle and all we have is just these ideas of God that are separated from what we see in this text, then we'll be really disappointed. But if we can dig into God the way that you've talked about and still see those texts and not brush over them with naivete, but true questions and engagement and ponderings and still come out of that time feeling like, okay, God is faithful. God is real and God loves me. I might not know much else. I might not know how to wrap these answers in a bow to explain away God's behavior or people's behavior when it's come to wicked tactics. Uh, but this love is the realest thing I've ever had. No, that's, that's really powerful, is he? So how about this? Do you feel like there's anything right now that the Lord is speaking to you? Uh, from the word or through other outlets that could be an encouragement to the mosaic body? Hmm. Um, sorry, let me think first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one thing is I am um, just from like the last two weeks, I just have gotten like, just stayed pretty busy um, and just like, in my quiet time the other day, um, which I had kind of neglected, I just really felt um, just so much peace and just like, not necessarily peace is the right word, but um, I just felt overcome by the want of relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just think that is very encouraging to me when I, like, of this past is like, sometimes I'll feel like really bad when I don't have, like, yeah. I've stayed busy. Um, I'm trying to get better about it of like, I know and like having more quiet time um but just it was really great for me to have a moment that was like Mm. of more an invitation to like be back versus me like allowing guilt like Mm. so that was really encouraging to me um yeah yeah I think that'll speak much encouragement to many people because I know people like myself I'll be looking at my watch sometimes and I'm like oh it's been like seven weeks (laughs) (laughs) Like, God, where where did you go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or where did I go might be yeah. the better question. And something Wes and I have been talking about throughout this year here is untangling those beliefs of the past that, like, God's disappointed just yeah. inherently mm-hmm. when we're not spending all this time. I think quiet time and even contemplative silence is a great way to frame and listen to God and even engage God. But like we are distracted a lot. We are driven by a lot of obligations and responsibilities. And so when you have like a life that's so built around the guilt and pain and stress of like, okay, but I didn't read for this X amount of minutes today or pray this long, I was too distracted. And Wes has said, like Rich Veloda says in his book, The Deeply Formed Life, each moment of distraction 
and temptation to flee from God is also a reminder and invitation to come back because God ain't left. And so that warmth of relationship, I think, is incredibly encouraging and super, super dope. Um, Izzy, do you have any final words you'd like to share with the Mosaic body? Yeah, thank you for sharing your story with us. I, I always love it just hearing from y'all. And uh, yeah, so until this next week, until next week, y'all uh, enjoy this episode, enjoy the podcast, and we love y'all. Bye bye. <laughs>